Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's football legend Jamie Redknapp for new hands-free sketches slip-ins footwear. Imagine playing football against no defense or goalkeeper. How easy would that be? That's what it's like putting on my new hands-free Skechers slip-ins. There's nothing stopping my foot from just going in. I just step in and I'm done, with no bending down to touch my shoes. So how do Skechers slip-ins work? It's like they have an invisible built-in shoehorn, so my foot slides into place. Then the heel pillow technology keeps my foot comfy and secure. Find Skechers slip-ins at a Skechers store or skechers.co.uk. This episode of the Long Run Podcast is sponsored by Skechers. long run show how are we all doing i've just played my mic because i just literally come on here uh true or not <laughs> yeah true. <laughs> true so good evening everybody tonight we're talking about 10 kpbs because if you're like me you're going to be in london on sunday you're going to be running the winter 10k but if you're not this will still help because we're going to be talking about how to run a 10k pb that's what we're talking about today but as usual we're going to talk about some other stuff as well that will come, so bear with us. But 10K PBs is what we're talking about today. So this is the Long Run Show. This is an award-winning podcast for the Everyday Runner. I've got with me today up there, Ben, over there, Jatilla, and Speed Go somewhere over there. Here he is. And we are joined by uh, Bam Bam, Lindsay, Gavin, Steve, Richard, uh, Penny, James, and more because we have a load of live viewers tuning in. So we record this live. We don't script it as you will have already seen from the start of this. And um, we record it live. So, guys, if you are listening to this live, watching this live, get in the chat comments. Tell us about 10Ks. Uh, have you done it? Have you run PBs? All that sort of stuff. Share some love in the comments, and we will come to them as we go through this episode. We've got to give a shout-out to our sponsors at Sketches. Get over to sketches.co.uk. Smash the life out of them. Tobe, are you going to be in your Sketches on Sunday? 
I haven't decided yet. I may be. He lives and breathes in Max Road uh, sixes. That's no lie, and it's hope. It is because they're far superior to the Super Blast. There we go. The man loves them. Get over to startfitness.co.uk and use the code 40 runs. You're going to get a nice little discount over there. And I think that's about it. Now, we are missing one of the members of the team tonight. He is in Las Vegas. You may have seen him in Las Vegas running up and down the strip. But he has sent me some pictures. So uh, I thought I'd share them with you. So if you're watching live... Um, this because uh, you might not have seen him on Instagram. He's oh, put some no. pictures. Out. I'm just going to share them with everyone that he's in Vegas. Now you got to remember, he's only little. It's like so everything to Hayden is really big. He's in this picture, but he's just there. I don't know if you can see him. He also went to see Paris, Paris. You know the hotel. But again, everything's so big to him. Look at him, bless him. And he's been gambling. Can you spot him? He's there. It's just so small. You can only just see over the tables. So if you do see Hayden in Vegas, it is him. He is the Hobbit. And he's running up and down the strip. So make sure you say hello to him. So, team, how are we doing? Chatilla, how are you? That's made my weekend already and it hasn't even started yet. I didn't even realise he was in Paris. But now that you see that, I remember. No, he's in Vegas, but he's gone to the the Paris thing. (laughs) You know what? I'm fantastic. I'm great. I've had, a, I've had a great week. I feel like my um, spirits are still high after the Christmas period. I know we're already in sort of coming towards the end Hang of February. It's, you know it's nearly March. Yeah, but I'm just still in good spirits. Like, everything's been going well. Obviously, I won't speak too soon, but training's been going well. Work's been going well. Um, yeah, I've just been enjoying, you know. I'm, I'm in good spirits. Okay. Ben, how are you? Yeah, just about recovered after Tuesday night. Thanks for that. What happened Tuesday night? field of viewers in uh someone told me that we were having a nice easy three mile run at hartford and then got there and basically chased each other it was an easy session well it was easy session for chris and you and yeah be fair i was just running about laughing at you to be honest with you uh it was um it was it was a pleasure to see you get absolutely ruined and uh we've got to give a shout out to sue whose whose session it was because she doesn't like doing so we introduced a, a session um, for Sue, so she really, really enjoyed it. Uh, but it's good for you. Remember that it is good for you. And speaker, how are you doing? Apart from right. having a stressful, I, I had an easy, an easy run on Tuesday. I had, I had an easy run on Tuesday as well. Um, busy, busy week. I, I literally came on here about a minute before you did, hero. And I literally came on, <laughs> and, and I came on and went, uh, it's seven o'clock, guys. Why aren't we live? Five minutes before, and he comes on. He's like, why are we not live? I thought, mm, wait for someone. Now, I've got a very serious question. Really. Actually, I've got two serious questions. First question. When was the last time you had some Vimto? Anybody remember having Vimto before? Not no. in a long time. Not this ben? decade. <clears throat> no. Here I'm going to be sampling that this evening. If they want to sponsor the pod, just send an email. Hello at 40 runscom About a million quid, we do it. Uh, and secondly, Tobe, this is a serious question for you. Have you started using the Strava dating app? The what? The Strava dating app. Don't know exists. Apparently, there's now a dating bit on Strava or something. Somebody told me. <gasps> oh, they've no got a direct message. I, ju- I just deleted an email that said something about Strava DMs, and I was like, oh, I can't yeah. have another one. No, no, it's a dating one. part of it. Apparently, there's a dating element to Strava. Is there? Yeah, apparently. Well, they've got um, the <laughs> Ben's, Ben's eyes are lit up. Look. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> no, yeah, have a look at it. I, I saw something today 
about the fact that there's, it might have been absolute total nonsense, but there's like a Strava dating app thing. Or there's like a dating element to it that's being rolled out. It's true. I thought Toe being in charge of like AV tech and all that would be all over it. I don't have time for that. Although I'm more interested. Have you noticed how Ben's bike in the background is actually now being the clothes horse? Yeah, that's I'm, how much I'm, he's using it. I branded it. I branded mm-hmm. it. He has branded. He's branded technically. That is a Ford vest. I've that branded is. my bike. Right. It's also a stationary one. Just yeah, it's, it's not doing anything. Um, so if you're just joining us live and you've got no idea what's going on, we don't have any idea what's going on anyway. But we will be talking about 10k PBs. Get your questions and your comments in the uh, chat. If you want to know where Hayden is, he's currently having his feet waxed uh, in Vegas. Um, so, Tobe, so you've not been on the dating at website thing for Strava? No. I mean, anyone that, that listened last week will know that I don't really look at Strava. Yes, because you blocked everyone. But blocked I don't even go on it. I don't really, I hardly ever actually look. Mm, it's not technical. not interested. It's not, uh, okay. Um, now, I know what, third question which is actually, actually serious for once. Ben, when, because I've been having a down week this week, right? And I've had a few people say to me on uh, Instagram, what does that mean? What do you do? So I want you, firstly, we'll come to you, to tell viewers what you would do in a down week. Uh, so, a down, and this is interesting, because I was talking about this when I was at the gym, because um, I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be on a down week. Mm-hmm. And so my trainer was like, oh, that's a 40% reduction effort distance um so what do i do first of all in a down week is try and get over the freak out that i'm not actually running as many miles as i as i have been i've had two weeks of almost 50 miles so this week has been a bit of a mental weird one that i've only i think i'm up to 20 miles this week mm-hmm. um and i only want to only want to go up 25 30 really so um yeah reduction in in effort really and, and distance for me is, is my down week um just to let the legs recover from uh, the last few weeks okay what about you tortilla oh do you really want to know about my down week i love my down weeks so <laughs> what does it look like so okay so down week for me i always know that my day-to-day work week is sort of get home, literally get in, get changed, go straight out for a run if I haven't done it in the evening. Whereas having my evenings, I have been able to sort of prepare some nice dinners. I know it might sound sad to some people, but sometimes preparing dinners and meal prepping, it takes all evening, which I don't actually have the time to do when I'm on a down week because I'm too busy training. So I cook myself a nice spread across the week. And I also try and pop in a Thursday night dinner with some friends. Um, I've got a friend who is due to have her baby in April. So we're kind of doing like nice dinners um, and things like that. So that's what my down week kind of looks like. I kind of plan ahead because I know that I'm going to get home and I'm going to be bored or I'm going to want to go to the gym and try and do something to occupy my evenings. Mm. So I've occupied them really well. I love my down weeks. If you need some help, I'll join you some down weeks. What about reduction in like mileage? How much do you... I normally go from, it does reduce a fair bit. So I would probably be currently sort of in my high peak. I'm sort of around that 50, 50 mile week ish. Mm -hmm. So I normally go down to about, probably about 25, 30 miles. 50% cut. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Now, Tobe, you're the opposite. So you have running weeks and then obviously the rest of it's downtime. Down months. Down months. Hmm. Now, what I did learn actually this uh on wednesday is that tobe's tobe's having the year off is that fair to say tobe 
there was a caveat to it. But, oh, yeah. But Are you going to share that caveat? Potentially, I'm going to have the year off. Yeah. yeah, potentially. He's having the year off. So he's just going to... It's just going to meander around, right? He might be at a race near you. He might not be. He might turn up, run one forty-seven and a half with <laughs> after no training and annoy Simon to death, um, or he may not. True, Tobe. I, I think that's fairly true. Let's just see what happens. It's like a few years of like marathon training bits and pieces. I just feel like just let it settle. Just have a week of a week or a, a year week. of just like seeing what happens. Maybe if I fancy something, go for it. If I don't, don't. Just no pressure running. No pressure, quite a nice feeling, isn't it? Yeah. But you do have to run a bit still. That's what I'm learning. Yes, there is, there is that, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, okay, right. So this weekend... Oh, actually, let's have a look in the chat comments. Uh, oh, my God, there's loads of you. Uh, thank you very much. And again, if you are joining us live, get in the chats, uh, chat comments, ask questions, whatever you want to do. Coaching, the shoe stuff. Um, uh, I've seen one about some shoes. We we are we I answer them usually on a Monday. I tend to dive into the if you want to know about shoes, talk about shoes and kit and things like that. On a Monday, join me at eight o'clock on bite size. Uh we tend to get in more of the shoes stuff on there. Um but who uh what else is going on? So, a few injuries I've just seen. Is that right? Uh, people are loving the Vimto. By the way, Vimto since nineteen oh eight. That's that's nearly as old as Hayden. Uh right, so who's oh uh, here we down there. Oh, God, there's quite a few. I prefer Tizer. Robert Hallam's yeah. asking if I'm going to be leading the Winter 10K. No, I'm not this year. You're going to have all the Hoka athletes, all the influencers at the front, all in their Hoka kit. And then there's going to be all the normal people. And then I'll slot in um, in the purple wave because I'm a hero. And I'm running with Aubrey uh, from Aubrey Running, uh, the YouTube channel chap who we had on Biteside. So I'm going to be doing that this weekend. Uh, but yes, no, I won't be leading because there'll be all the hoker athletes at the front, heroes that they are. Uh, what was the other stuff on there? Currently injured. Sorry to hear that. Gavin, uh, does anyone practice mindfulness as part of their downtime? I think you should be practicing mindfulness all the time, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, HF prepper. I've got to be honest with you. I, th- I don't think that's necessarily set for downtime. I think it should be something that you should try and do all the time. Definitely makes you feel better. As a runner, uh, as a human being, I would say. Ben, you nodded when I said that. Yeah, I try and, um, I think most nights before I go to bed, I try and do a bit of uh, sleep meditation and, and practice that. So it's not necessarily just as part of my downtime. It would be a daily routine. Mm. Yeah, I'll t- about you, Tortilla? Oh, I love my downtime. I <laughs> She's just loving it. She's so <laughs> relaxed. You're going to fall asleep. Still Christmas. Dude, yeah. no, I do. I love my downtime. It's so important. And I think especially when you've got such a busy life schedule, whether that be through work or through training or through through anything, like that you have to put put yourself first and have that downtime. Whether it means you sit at home and you sit in bed and you catch up on your favorite soaps or you do some yoga or I love seeing Ben every single morning without fail at six AM. He does a good 10, 15 minute on the stepper. Like, whatever suits you, do You're it. You're welcome. There's, yeah. there's a song in there, Hot Stepper. <laughs> I can't play it because we get copyright strike. But, uh, uh, Ben, if you, do you know the one up or not? Do I? Here comes the Hot Stepper. Mm, no. um, oh, yeah. That one. Okay. Yeah. One of Hayden's. One. What's that? Is that one of Hayden's? It is one of Hayden's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you know you go to David? I learned this on the radio this morning. Oh. The kind of guy I am. So, hey, David... like, stop a minute. Who listens to the radio? Ben, you listen to the radio. I listen People to the radio. Okay, what do you listen to? I listen to Radio 2. Radio 2 as well! 
Yay. I love it. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a virgin chilled kind of guy. <laughs> Brilliant. It's just laid back. It's just like, you don't it's, have to worry. It's, it's tough. They should rename it Speed Goat. Yeah. Well, that, it's like with, the, with, with Milo panting in the background. Because I don't know if it's my driving or what. But Milo's yeah. his dog, by the way. It's not anybody else that you're going to be thinking about. Um, yeah, go on. But apparently, so, so David Lloyd apparently now are doing a, a, a switch off session. So effectively, you can pay to go into David Lloyd, mm. sit there, and do nothing for an hour. Yeah. How is much it, they charge for that, Tobe? To be honest, I wasn't as interested enough to actually look that up. I think it's a complete waste of money, even if it's a quid. No, I was going to say, because if it's like, I don't know, bullseye or whatever, you can come around here for a score. I'll turn off the lights. You can sit in my front room. Your buds will be on, <laughs> on your lap with you. But I, I'm happy. Queue them up. If you're interested, uh, 40runs.com. Uh, get on there. <laughs> Is that true? Apparently so. You've got to be off. I'll, I'll have to. I'll look it up. I'll look it I'd up. I'd love to know how much they're charging. I'd like to know how much they're charging. Right, I'll, I'll come back come. to it. I'll do some research. I'm just going to build sheds and paint them black and then <laughs> put people in them. Charge of brilliant, it's a hero. Uh, right, okay. Uh, I'm going to come on to what I was going to ask you, uh, something else later because I do think we should try and start and get into this 10k business. Because, as I said, there's uh, the winter 10k, which for me always feels like the first race of the year, like mass participation event. Let's call it. I know I was at Wrexham last week and we did them other ones wherever they were in whatever Ben maybe do. Um, but it feels like the first mass participation event, okay? Because it's uh, in the capital, lots of hype, lots of, you know, people there sort of thing. Um, but, Ben, you're there, aren't you? I am, yep. Tiller, are you there? I'm not, but I'm watching. I'll be oh, there. So you're you're on uh, cheer squad duty? Yeah, girl. Uh, Tobe, you're running it, aren't you? You're with me. You're I'll camera duty with me. Um, so yeah, there's quite a few people there. We've got a lot of the 40 runs club and community going on, which is awesome. But yeah, like I say, is that first 10k of the year? And I think for some people, it's obviously it could be their first 10k. I think it's a great one to do, raises a lot of money for cancer research, which is awesome. But also for some people who maybe half marathon, marathon training, it's a it's a racing event that they slot in to have a have a go at it, see where they're at, kind of thing. Uh, I encourage my clients, I've got quite a few uh, who are going to be there to, to well, have a strategy. Some of them are looking at it differently than others. We've got different ideas. But in general, just to go see where you're at in terms of your fitness, your speed, that kind of thing. But also, which is a great thing about 10K, is that mental battle I feel that like you have to have with a 10K. Because with a 5K, it's like a, it's a relatively short, sharp, painful death with a, with a 5K, right? Ben's nodding. Why are you nodding? Uh, that welcome to Dover. Yeah, go and watch the video. What? Yeah, when he nearly died. It's great, but because with a five k, you like you just go out hard from the start, right? And and you you hang on, but it's it is it's 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 over pretty quick, right, Ben? To be fair, relative. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't have there's there's not a long enough distance or long enough time to make up. You can't negative split for me. You can't negative split a five k. You just have to go. Full out from the start. Hang on as much as you can. Yeah, 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 exactly. Now, with a 10K, you, you kind of look at it a little bit different. Look, we're not talking about elites here, right? We're talking about everyday runners. It is slightly different because it is that, it's that sort of slightly longer amount of pain. But you, you still have to go for it because it's not like a half, right? So you still have to go for it. But how hard do you go for it? 
If you go too much too early, it's going to be dreadful. But if you don't go quick enough at the start, you've got a lot of time to catch up. Or, it's, you know, it's hard to find that rhythm. Okay, so that's why I think... Hang on, I'm going to cough. I'll blame the Vimto. Um, if you if you don't if you don't go at it hard enough, it's hard to catch up. But it's it, you could be on the pain train for a reasonable amount of time if you go off too quick. It's it, it's a it's a hard one, isn't it? It's really hard one. You say it's kind of that the ten k is kind of that level where you can really push yourself without it being too long. If that makes sense, everyone kind of talks about that hour period of like where you can really really push yourself. Um, and, so if you can get around, you know, in that kind of time, then you've really got, it's where you've got to believe in yourself, really, and actually go, I can actually do it. Exactly. And that's what I come on to, Tom, in terms of the mental battle. So, again, going back to what I was just saying about the fact that I've got people doing it, it's because we want to test them mentally more than anything else. Because you want to get to that point in a 10K where your brain is going, nah. And it's all relative, right? It doesn't matter whether you're uh, run walking this or whether you're, you know, running, I don't know, six-minute miles. The fact is, it's still a mental test. Right, Jatila? Yeah, 100%. I can't lie. I hate the 10K distance. It's my least favourite distance. And when I have to race it, it's a mental battle for myself. I, as soon as I enter it, I think, oh my gosh, I'm doing this again. This is what I've got to do. This is how I'm going to go out. And I instantly sometimes psych myself out with these sort of things. Um, but it's all it is. It's a mental battle. And how I sort of tackle them is different in terms of what I would do for a 5K, completely different. Um, I've started to slowly adapt to the 10K distance because I'm having to do it a little bit more now for marathon training. And my approach to it has changed completely from what I thought of it first time round to how I see it now. Um, so it's yeah, it's it definitely is a mental battle, and you just have to throw yourself in them for even training purposes. Out on your runs, treat them the same, fuel the same, treat it how you would on kind of like a race day. So you're used to what to expect when it comes to a race day as well. I think right. So let, let's just yeah, yeah, perfect. By the way, I think looking at the ten k in terms of smashing it right. First and foremost, obviously, and I say obviously. You know, you should have hopefully done some form of training plan for this. Okay. Now, that can be because you're trying to get to that distance. That could be maybe you're trying to improve at that distance, or maybe you're training for something else, but this forms part of that training plan. But you should have a, let's call it a solid training plan in place to, to what, to get the best out of it. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, for sure. I think, I think with any distance, if, if you're, if you're going, for it you you definitely want that training plan to to support what your strategy on the day is going to be and what you're aiming for it whether you know there's comments in there about jeffing and stuff like that i think your training plan's got to support that whether you're you know tiller's point using this as that training plan for your tank um for your half marathon and and full marathon this this forms part of that so you do absolutely need you can't you can't just rock up on the day i think i've made that mistake a few years ago rock yeah. up on the rock up on the day and, and just kind of go for it and i got genuinely got to about 8k and was walking um and it like it's just the weirdest it is the weird that weirdest distance because you're like i can do a half marathon i can do a five like why with with that 10k am i getting to like 75 percent distance and then there's nothing there i think that yeah you you've blow got up. a plan for that yeah yeah we'll come we'll come on to pacing actually maybe we'll talk about that next but I think um, if you're if you're listening to this, you're thinking, right, okay, 
what what does a 10k training plan look like right so has, has any of you trained for a 10k race like specifically no, no. I haven't it's always been a part of a, a, a big, yeah it's a funny one it's a funny one to train for it's like um i guess jatilla even when like you were doing your sprinting it's that was a much shorter distance you know it's it's a it, it yeah. is a it's yeah, kind of like when I um, first started training for the marathon um, and I'd completed London and it was fantastic. My goal for the following year was not to do any marathons, but to focus on getting faster. So that's when I said to myself, OK, I'm going to focus more on the 5K and the 10K distance. You automatically take the half marathon and the marathon as like not not speed work so if you are training for that it does prove to be a little bit difficult when it does pop up on the training plan but when you are trying to work on the speed the 5k and the 10k I did notice obviously I did start to implement a lot more speed work and coming from a sprinting background it was I prefer that that's Mm. what I liked but there was something about that 10k like going past that 5k 6k mark I just wasn't mentally preparing myself right for it Mm. whereas now I kind of treat them as that first sort of 1k to 5k everyone loves to try and get out hard for those 10ks because you feel like you've got to match what you do in a 5k it's not the case it's sort of strapping yourself back putting yourself back a little bit and just getting that 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 work between that 3k and that 6k and seeing how you feel as yeah. opposed to pelting it like I would for a 5K. I'm still learning the distance. I still look at my plan and think, oh, okay, I've got a 10K now. I did a 10K a couple of weeks ago. And I looked at the plan and thought, oh, I don't want to do this. But I used it completely as a training program. And I actually, for the first time, enjoyed the distance. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Actually, and there's some good points, actually, which we'll come back to. I'll, I'll pick up on some of that because that's there's some interesting stuff. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just leave it here on in terms of the training element. I would say if you're thinking about a 10K training plan, yeah, do not neglect the longer miles. Yeah, you need you need the stamina and the speed, okay? You do need the two. I would still recommend, you know, funnily enough, I was talking to someone today. I don't know if she's listening or not. We were talking about doing her a plan um, for the 5K and 10K distance. So I was talking to her about running 6, 8, and 10 miles in terms of her rotation. And using those six, eight, and ten miles to keep the keep the stamina up on the longer miles, but within those, dropping some pace. So like drop down into half marathon pace or below. Play with it, have some fun with it, enjoy it. Do your dedicated speed work in the week, heel repeats, you know, and all that sort of stuff. But then also do the longer miles or middle distance miles, let's call them. But within those, drop in some form of higher effort so you get a good blend yeah you're getting some of that medium work done you've got your high stuff and then you know put even if you put some easy work in that that aerobic maintaining slightly building in there as well don't neglect the gym when t- training for a 5k 10k i mean you should never neglect it anyway right but it is again if you want that explosive power you need to get that worked out in the gym just putting that out there okay now so picking up on some of that, let's talk about pacing, right, for the 10K. So firstly, I would say to anybody who's going to a 10K race, unless you're going there for a great time, which I think is the most important thing, but let's say you are, you're wanting to run a certain time or you're wanting to run, and that's what we're trying to do today, talk about running PBs at 10K. 
you need to have before you go even in the train, in the train, on the train, in the car, on the plane, in the helicopter, in Hayden's limo, whatever way you're getting there, right? You need to have a strategy already marked out exactly how you're going to start this race, how you're going to sort of get on in the middle part and how you're going to end it. The reason you do that is because I think you're firstly, you're trying to give yourself some control, but also for when those mental demons come up, and we'll come on to them, you have a little bit more of a handle on them. So you need to understand what your pacing is going to be or your efforts going to be or your zones are going to be or your power is going to be. So however you're like whatever metric or data points or whatever you're using, even if it's to fill, you want to know at what points you should be doing what. OK, for me personally, because someone was asking about negative splits, I like to run a progressive race in the 10K. What does that mean? for I'm getting quicker per kilometer. Right. As I go through. Some people like Mark saying negative split it or even pace it. A negative split, you do the first, let's say, chunk. Uh, so uh, whatever pace, let's just put 10 minute miles, right? Second half, maybe you run it at 9.45. So you could, over the top, over the two sex, the sex, se- second section even is uh, quicker. So you've negative split it. Does that make any sense? Or he's even saying even pace. So you split to the same. So you say you're going to run 52 minutes and then you do, I'm going to run, I'm going to get this so badly wrong, but nine minute miles, right? It's not, okay? But nine, 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 all the way. So there's multiple different ways you can do this, right? You can go a bit faster, a bit slower, whatever. Me personally, I like to do a progressive run. Why? Usually when I start a race, I'm an anxious mess, as everybody, I think I've (laughs) said it to everybody that everybody knows I am. And I settle into the race. And then I'll just slowly but surely build into it as my confidence builds. I then get to that point. We'll come on to it in that mental area where I then try and step on it and ask a question. And I'll come on to that in terms of the mental thing. But I prefer going progressively quicker through a 10K and finishing as hard as I can. That's the way I feel works for me. Okay. And that's through experience and knowing myself as a runner. Ben, if you're going for a 10K, which you will be on uh, uh, Sunday. Yeah. How are you going to tackle that in terms of pacing or heart rate or however you're, you know, whatever data metric point you're using? Uh, so it'll be on pacing. Uh, and again, I think bear in mind, I would say with that, given that we're going to be in London, uh, you know, it is important to have that um, distance plan, you know, not just relying on the watch in terms of as that's clicking, but keeping an eye on where the kilometre markers are for that. Um, and I... Yes, yeah, so I'm going to go for it on on Sunday. See see where I'm at. Um, I'd be doing it as a progressive run like you for a 10k um, for sure. I mean, I think everyone knows I'm a I'm a massive fan of negative splitting uh, things, apart from my 5k, which just gets progressively worse when I do that. But um, yeah, I think it, it, I'm going to try the uh, progressive run on Sunday for that. I think I always go in with an intention when I've gone for the for a 10k PB. If everyone anyone hasn't seen the uh the St Albans one last year go and check that out on, your, on your YouTube where brilliant. uh first time broke, you broke me second it's time great time, time. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what my tactic was in that I think it was just to get round and not get shouted at oh, that, that didn't work <laughs> didn't work at all um but yeah I th- I've I always I think I always struggle with pacing on a 10 out I think like everyone does because you want to go out quick you're worried about making time up so I think I'm I'm going to try progressive 
on Sunday and and just see see where that gets me because I think I've got that explosive power at the end that to to kind of be full out at the end. Mm. Interesting what Robert Hallam just said. Uh, again, something to consider: ten k race, mass participation event. Like as I, I said at the start, it is busy. Win a ten k, the start is just stupid. It, they cram you all in. And, and then they let you go, and it's so tight at the start. Um, it, it, it's murder, and it's hard to find some rhythm. So, yeah, I, I would tend to agree with that. What about you, uh, Toe? One mute button first. Well done. I, I think I naturally end up doing progressive. I think it's just the way that I tend to run. Do you have a strategy at all before you go, apart from I'm going to do some running today? Not really, no. I'm not. I'm not great at the strategy, and whether it's training or actually running. Eating, Tope. Do you have a strategy for eating? Uh, no, I just eat a lot. I had a few biscuits today. <laughs> it's some Harry Bay. That was back on subject. Much. Oh, sorry. What the running? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, this weekend there's, there's no real plan at all. <laughs> just just go and run and walk rounds and yeah. watch someone drink Bimto. Um. I mean, I think the whole. It's interesting. So what Robert just said. I think can actually help i think sometimes it depends on where you get in actually being able to start that bit slower because as everybody knows if you have the space you tend to go off too fast um so i think actually having someone that having people there can actually help sort of ease you into that rhythm um i think another thing with 10k is quite important is and again something i don't do but i do think it would help if i ever did it and some running uh is the warm-up yeah, because it's that distance, you know. If you even at a half, because you kind of gradually get your way in. But the 10k, you want to be ready to go from the start line, mm. and normally your body takes that mile or two to actually get into that rhythm and to mm. warm up and go. Oh, you want me to run? You want me to run at this pace? Okay, but here's a question, Tope. It's quite hard, right? In these mass participation events, like in um, like winter 10k, where it's like crowded around Trafalgar Square. There ain't actually a big place or an area to go and do a warm-up. I remember at the Vitality 10K, they actually had like a little corral where people could go and warm up and stuff, which was kind of cool. Like I was just thinking back to Wrexham at the weekend. We were running up and down the street because we had the space. But what do you do in the middle of London? I think there are spaces. If you find them, there are spaces. But I think, the you know, the problem there is that then you do end up in your waves. So once you've done that, you know, most of these events do a big warm up at the beginning with, you know, try and get everyone there and have somebody up on a cherry picker. I want to put Chris up there one day. I'd love to do fun. that. Can I have be the controls at the bottom? I'd, I'd love, no, I'd just love to go and do everyone's warm up. Yeah. That'd no, no, awesome. no, but you've got to be up in the cherry picker bouncing around while I control it and spin can it I, around. Can too. I take some dyes a pen for? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Get up. Nah. Oh. Ruin it. Oh. Well, you can film it, though. You may make a good make video. A video. Yeah, mate. I'll film yeah. it. I think that's the problem. You get uh, back on the topic. Um, yeah. you, you, you do the warm-up, then you're in, in the pens, you know, and it's, it obviously depends which pen you're in, so then how long you're kind of standing around, then you're kind of losing that effect. Mm. Um, I think it's still useful doing that warm-up, but obviously not quite as useful as it'd be if you've done your warm-up right five minutes later, off we go. Mm. We did that at um, Asics Tobe. We ran... Do you remember we ran to the from the car to the start? Was that because um, we were late? No? That was because we were late. To be fair, <laughs> but we, that's a good thing to do. Like if I don't know where you where you where you parked or where you, your train traps you out or whatever, you know that, that's the sort of thing to maybe think about doing. You know, do a nice gentle warm up. Now it's it, why well, I'm going to cut because I'm going to use that warm up and I'm going to go into something else I just thought of, which I want to come onto Tatilla. Is uh, running form, which I think is really important. Um, I think it's harder to maintain that form when you're in a marathon because by the time you get to the end of it, you're just like happy just to be over. It's like you know, and form goes out the window. But in a 10k, I think running form. I mean, running form always helps. Okay, look, I'm just coaches out, but I think if you can think about it during that 10k, it it will improve the efficiencies and ultimately will help you in terms of time. And, uh, and the reason I mentioned it is because in that warm-up, let's say, it, one of the things I do is think about my form. So are my hips nice and neutral, yeah? Am I relaxed in my upper body? Am I – I don't want to be overstriding, let's say, you know what I mean? But at the same time, I don't want to be the complete opposite. Is that something to, for you, Jatilla? Do you think about your form when you're, when you're out in a 10K? A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely for the 10K, for the 5K, I must say I definitely fall off on the on the longer distances. But the warm up has always been a key thing for me coming from a sprint background. I spent probably more time doing a warm up for my for my sprint sessions than the actual session. So for me, I've always been able to focus on that warm up, making sure that my hips are straight, make sure I'm not leaning too far forward. It's been more ingrained in me, but that has helped from strength. Now I won't say obviously just because I've come from a sprint background that my my warm up's perfect, it's definitely not. But the strength program that I've continued on from the sprint side of things and going into the long distance has massively helped. It's drilled into me so much more as opposed to what I would have with sprinting with sprinting you just do it and then you go whereas when you know you're running the longer distances you focus a little bit more when I'm doing my strides out or if I'm doing my mile and a half run I think okay after that mile and a half warm-up where am I physically am I slouched over am I hurting somewhere because I haven't focused on this it really makes me self-reflect before the race so I do go out feeling a little bit more confident when I've done a proper warm up and focused on that. I, I, I reason I stuck my hand up. I wanted, I just want to dive into that, that strength work. What are you doing? So I do a massive um, warm up in the gym, which I know sounds no. crazy to a lot of people because normally you go in, you do your gym workout, you're out. But I spend a lot of time focusing on my dynamic stretches. So I'll be in the studio when it's free, because if you go there at five o'clock, it's ridiculous. Mm. And I focus on my walking drills. I focus on the technique that I like to run in. I then move it to a more dynamic where I'm on the go. And I spend a lot of time focusing on those natural body weight movements that we probably neglect. Um, I've had a few shin problems over the last couple of a couple of months that have been ongoing. So 
I've actually used that time to utilize what I neglect and it's been really helpful now I'm not saying that you have to have an injury to then focus on something because you can do it spend 10 minutes just focusing on how you want to perform Mm. in that race and I spend probably about 15-20 minutes in the gym walking drills um, lifting high knees making sure I'm looking in the mirror that my hips are underneath me because although you might forget it in a run that's fine but you're still doing those movements throughout the week or throughout the months it is eventually going to catch up with you and there'll be one time it'll click and you'll be like oh you know what I actually did do that that's one tick you might not have performed your best but tick that's something that's clearly working behind the scenes that's brilliant advice that really is isn't it Ben yeah he's nodding you're on mute and yeah I am sorry. <laughs> well, so um, yeah, no, absolutely, and I think you're right. There's some of I will throw in almost every two or three weeks. One of my sessions where I'm doing leg work is actually balance work. So I'll be kind of you know doing just doing it, you know, all on one leg, then the other, just really focusing on that because I think I was at the running show and it was. Um, when we were up there and I just happened to walk past a talk that someone else was doing after we'd shut down the place before Hero. Parts. And I've got a funny story to tell you about that. I'll tell you about it on Sunday. I'm not allowed to say it on here. I'll get absolutely shot. I've also got another story that I'm really annoyed about, by the way. I seen, I, I did a shoe review right on a pair of shoes. It was absolute, t- I mean, the worst shoes. I've just seen something on TikTok from somebody. I'm not going to say which channel. And it just, it makes me cry. The fact that it's so, biased and paid for an absolute disgrace what people are putting out there so i had to say it's, it really annoyed me i just saw it just for come on here i i just if it's got to stop stop it everybody stop it just because you got sent a pair of shoes or you might be getting paid for it doesn't mean you have to say it's nice okay stop it it was really bad it really irritated me carry on <laughs> um, you okay Honestly, I was fuming when I saw it because I thought to myself, this is so bad because somebody's going to, somebody's, uh, you know, this is a credible source, right, of, of what people go to in terms of viewing. And I saw this thing on TikTok or was it Instagram? And they're picking up this shoe and it and it is absolute tut, like this shoe is. But because it is, it's like a sponsored thing that they're doing with them, they're saying, oh, this is like, oh, yeah, brilliant. It's not, it's terrible. It's awful. But why not just say it? Be honest. Carry on. You, you are absolutely right. And I was listening to Oshin, the pod with Oshin last week. And one of the girls at work was talking about weight loss. And she went, I'm just going to go on Instagram and look at this, this and this. And I was like, this is this is how people get sucked in. But anyway, we, we digress. Um, so, yeah, I was at the running show. And and it was I just happened to walk past. The show. They were talking about running as it's effectively a balancing sport. You are always yeah, hundred you know, percent. Best and, best strength, best strength yeah. you can do is stand on one leg. Yeah, right. That is the best strength work you can do. That don't cost you nothing. You're all yeah. welcome, by the way. I've just saved you all your gym money. Just stand there, hold some weights on one leg, right? <laughs> and you do that. Yeah, switch to the other one. Yeah, go on, Tom. You've got an even better version, that. You know, you know when you, you're on one leg and you sort of bend down and cross your arm over him, sort of almost to touch your toes, right? Yeah. But instead of that, you put a bag of Haribo down there. So every time you can grab a Haribo out and you can eat it. Every day, right around the top there. Anyway, so sorry, we've just saved everyone a fortune and Tobes giving everyone a I'm eating tip. I'm just going to cancel my, first, my personal yeah, training I've now. just saved you sorry, money. Everyone's standing on one leg. <laughs> no, but it's true. Standing on one but leg is so good. It, when you, when it, it's weird because... You know, we all know how to run. We all know that. But actually, when you think of it, 
as that element of a balance sport or balance running it really then yeah like, makes sense like it, it i just heard it and thought oh yeah of course it's obvious but yeah sorry i was doing my microphone yeah brilliant sorry that's... <laughs> you need one that lights up chris yeah i do need a mic that lights because it sort of blends in anyway right so back to where we go running form people is important if you're out there all i would say to you is at mile three think about am i is my upper body relaxed right am i leaning forward yeah maybe push your hips forward a bit That's all i'm going to say don't overcomplicate things but think about it all right uh, and don't overstride okay right here's the next question do and there's i've seen loads of questions and comments in the thing we'll try and get to them before the end right so keep them coming do you eat differently the week of a 10k jatilla yes i do how, um, how? For the one reason that I will stress is when it comes to race day, when everyone says the word fueling, it really, it can mean so many different things. For when I first started um, long distance running, when I heard fueling, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to be consuming multiple gels all the time. I really struggle with um, bloating. I feel full. I feel heavy. And I didn't know how to overcome that. I was getting up sometimes at four o'clock in the morning just so I could eat a bagel and have a coffee and some fruit so I could let it digest for two hours before I went out for for a run because I struggled to run on a full stomach. So I had took some real long time reevaluating that on how my build-up went to to races. So I am gluten intolerant, so I really struggled to get that carb levels in that a lot of people would love to go and have like a a massive pasta dish or they'd love to go and have like a a great pizza. And I really shouldn't be having much of that stuff because it makes me feel very, very ill for a long time. So it's just how I could get that same, um, get the same ingredients and get the same good food in throughout the week as opposed to just cramming it in the night before a race. So I kind of structure my week very um, specifically from sort of maybe like a Wednesday. And that includes from hydration as well, not just the food aspect, because I think hydration, I really bad with drinking water. And in the summer, great. It's hot, always the same. But I'm like me, I used to drink a lot of fizzy drinks. I swapped it for like vitamin tablets mixed with water. But yeah, my food aspect would just go down to sort of heavier meals or try and consume a lot more in that lead up and when it comes to like the week the night before I'd have my normal meal that I might have and then on race day I knew that what I've done previously would counter for the limited breakfast that I'm going to have where I just have like a handful of fruit a coffee and a maybe a, a bagel of some sort but it was fine and it's worked for me but I would highly recommend people to not just think about the race day fueling, but also what you're doing in the lead up. Uh, ben, anything different from you on a 10K? Um, to my normal routine? Mm. Um, I mean, no, I, I, no, for me, I, I, I don't. I would just eat what I normally do. I think okay. I need to focus more on hydration. I think because, because 10K, at the minute, I'm in marathon yeah it's hard but it's different so when it's you're one in of those yeah. yeah like i think if i was purely only doing a 5ks and 10ks and mm-hmm. and that was what i was going to focus on mm-hmm. yeah i i would probably do what i do before a half now and, and what i do before a marathon what now. is that um 
not Greg's. Um, so I would much like to tell that for the week before, I would be making sure that I was well hydrated. So, you know, two, three, four litres of water a day where, where I can. Um, and then having, you know, I'm luckily not gluten intolerant. So pizzas <laughs> um, and pasta, plenty of it. Um, and going out with Tracy, naturally. Hero. Um, <laughs> so, now, as a man who is famous for the amount of food he consumes... Do you do anything differently? Uh, I mean, the best person to ask would be Cy for this. But uh, And by the way, he is there on Sunday for all you fans. He will be there asking for his rating as he's going around. He'll be having a great time. He's had a terrible week. Brilliant. Can't wait. Uh, so, what about you? I mean, in terms of eating, I can't wait for this to hear this. I don't... I mean, to Anyway, so I don't really do. I, I'll kind of eat. I, I would, you know, aim to have the pizza pasta kind of thing on on the Friday or, or the night. You have before. it every day. No, not, not necessarily. But it's like, I don't necessarily do anything different. And to be honest, it's one of those nutrition something that I know you say probably I need to work on. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? Something that is really kind of hard to. And to be honest, it wasn't till like about a year ago, Tokyo last year. I realise how much Hayden does. All right, he's a marathon, a bit different, but do you get know what I mean? It's it's the build-up, the fact he eats bagels for about three days straight. Like, he yeah, but that's because he went on an adventure to a mountain to put a ring in, in a, some flames. And when he was on that adventure, he had to take food with him in his little satchel, and he still got that. So he's still working on the same food? He's still working. He's still... If you remember it, he still took the same the bagels with him out of his little bag. Him and that other geezer who went up that mountain. And then had a little sleep because that's and what he tends to do. And then he does he does sleep his own. On a coat. Um, okay, right. Interestingly, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. I, I do want to talk because I think it's the most important point of the 10k is the mental aspects. And I'm gonna we're gonna finish with that. But I do want to ask your thoughts on this. Robert Hallam has just said that there's no water stations at the winter 10k. What do you think about that, Jatilla? Surely that's a joke, isn't it? Is there no. actually not? They're, under England Athletics, as far as I'm aware, and if, no, sorry, as far as I remember, okay, so I may get this wrong now, but you don't have to. I think it's over 10K. You have to put water stations on. I so think. what's their reasoning for not doing it? Anyone... I'm guessing they're going to play, they're going to say something about sustainability, right? It's something. Like if you if you get thirsty, drink the Thames or something like that. Uh, it's more sustainable. In their constant strive to improve sustainability, there'll be no water station. Is like the statement on their website. And I think and it does. So I, I say I, I think with England Athletics, it's it's over ten k that you have I, to provide. Yeah, I don't think you have to run the ten. I think half you've got to do one. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's stipulations. I'm not again. I don't know whether this is a licensed event by England Athletics. Uh, I'm not sure about that. So would that still be the same if this if this 10k was in the middle of July? Would they still claim environmental? What are they doing then? Well, this is where I think. Well, hang on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to yeah. hold fire. I'm going to hold fire because <laughs> I'm still annoyed about the shoe things I saw. I love that you asked that, Jatella. And I'm I, me and Toby saying, "Going, don't ask, don't right, ask." Right. So, Ben. <laughs> Hello. Just to be completely fair, what's your thing on this? Uh, what's my views on them not offering it? Yeah, hang on, Kim. Didn't they? Didn't they have water stations one year? I swear they. Used to I do. the first. I've only done it once, and the year I did it, I thought they had a water station. I, might be I wrong. would. I would remember. I feel like I'm reading Robert's comments and just going, "What? There's no water station on a 
on a 10k. So that, that's anyway, my view. I right, think there can, should be one. Can, you think there should be one? Yeah. Why do you think there should be one? Just because you can do it without doesn't mean you should. Fair play. So, what's your uh, Kim's correcting me? Thanks, Kimmy. Um, so, what's your thoughts? I, I think there should be. I mean, why? You know, there's a lot of people out there doing distance at different times and different things. I think you got to give everyone the fair who's out there for however long and putting the effort in to be able to have a drink. Always got to take your own. It comes very difficult. Yeah. Um, does anyone know if Abby's watching or listening? Let's say I, she is. No, she's not. She Abby. is or she isn't. Because no, it's really just, important. Let's just say she is. No, she's she not. Is. She's definitely not. And and Nils Wilco. So off you go. Uh, uh, no, be serious. Because mm. I will get in a lot of trouble. No. She's going to listen back. No. Go she's on, listening. No. No. I can ask. No, Can you ask Joe because no. I've, I've got a strong, I've got a strong opinion about this. Have you? That's surprising. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should put me up on that warm-up thing so I could tell everyone. Tope, can you check before I? Can you do it quickly? Huh? She's out. Go for it. Right. I think it's an absolute liberty, and I think human race events should stop and look at themselves and go. I think we're putting people's lives in danger. I think it's an absolute Mickey take that there's not water out on course. To blame sustainability and environmental things is an absolute load of rubbish. Because if that's the case, in the summer, would they say the same thing? It's, it's complete nonsense. It's just purely a way of saving money. It's, there's no other reason you can prove to me that it makes any difference in terms of sustainability. Environment. Use paper cups or whatever. But I think it's an absolute liberty. What happens if there's people out there for an hour and a half? You're telling me they're not going to get a drink. I think it's a joke. You're doing a high effort for a lot of people. They're putting themselves physically in a in a position probably where they're not used to being, and you're not going to provide the water. They've spent about 45 quid on this event, and you haven't got the decency to give them water. I think it is a strong, strong liberty, and I think they should be have a proper look at themselves. I th- honestly, I think it's bang out of order. When I heard that, I thought you're having a laugh. It really is. And just think how much people are paid for it, and they can't even afford right, to give water, and they're saying sustainability environmental. We know that's rubbish because every other event does it. So that they need to really stop it because that is naughty. I really think it's naughty. Can I just ask what they're providing at the end of the race? I was just about to say the exact same thing. Surely that's going to be in plastic. That's what I'm saying to you. So it's absolute nonsense. They could put water at the end. Why can't they put water in the middle? Yeah. somebody's out there for uh, even for 45 minutes 50 minutes 60 minutes right halfway fletch right just survive well yeah survive cancer let's say yeah because he's kicking it he's going to be walking the course so he's walking the course and he's not allowed there's going to be no water provided to him because the sustainable environmental so what's he meant to do come off course go into prep buy a plastic bottle it's an absolute joke. 45 quid minimum people are paid. I think it's a liberty. I really do. I've got strong feelings about it. Mainly, as I said, because I, I know, for example, Fletch is walking it. So what's he going to be out there for two hours? Let's say two hours, maybe. And he's going to have no water provided. Where, where, where does this madness stop? Honestly. Right, move on. I would be very interested, though, to know where, what they do. Oh, stop. There Press. you go. Toe, show it. <laughs> show it. 
Oh, wait. Oh, you've been endorsed. You've been endorsed. 100% agrees with you. Though you got away with this one, there you go. But do you remember ten k, a six ten k, when they they sustainability, no plastic, all that, and at the end they gave you a plastic bag. That's the thing. What, 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 what was the? Did anyone run it last year? What did they give? What did you get at the end? Oh, I can't remember. I just think, I just think the whole thing's an absolute Mickey take. I, 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 it's I, an it's, easy excuse, right? Just to throw. Massively. Sorry, I'm going to use that just to throw sustainability in there. And it's Let, not like they haven't got volunteers. They've got amazing volunteers who are prepared to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Like from clubs and people around the country who are prepared to put give water out to people water is a minimum requirement to, to give people it's a it's an absolute mickey take i think it's a disgrace that they're not giving it. i expect now never to be invited back to that event but i don't see, i don't care because i think you're bang out of order and you need to change it right let's move on the last and probably most important part of a 10k right and this is we're going to leave you all with this okay is the mental aspect. Not only during the race, but before the race, okay? Because some people, you're going to get yourself in the right old two and eight because you're going to be thinking, oh, I might be able to go for a time today, or I might not. And you're going to get yourself all worked up. Whatever happens, don't get yourself worked up. Look, go out there and enjoy it. Chances are, the more you look to enjoy it, the easier it will be. But there is that point in that race, you will come, apart from the fact that you're going to be thirsty, but you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna come to that point where you're gonna think to yourself, I can't do this, I can't carry this on. And it doesn't matter if you're run walking, walking like Fletch, or like going out and trying to break the world speed record for doing a 10k uh, thirsty. Um, you're gonna come against that mental mental aspect. How do you break that? Well, firstly, I think you need to know it's coming. All right. And have a strategy like you did with you said we said with your pace and all that. Have a strategy for when that demon jumps on your shoulder and says to you, here you what's going on here? Are you stupid? Because you need to tell him to do one. You need to have something that's ready, whether it's a mantra, whether it's whether it's, I don't know, a tactic, or whether it's something you're gonna drop in to beat that. Because it is gonna come. You need to stay focused, right? And you need to keep motivated throughout. It's very easy to start that when that pace starts dropping off and you go, oh, this is a bit more comfortable. This is more me. You need to stay motivated to keep holding that pace, to keep asking the question. Because when that time comes in that race, if you are serious about running a PB or run walking a PB or walking a PB, it's all the same, right? You need to have that conversation with yourself and figure out a way in which you're going to beat that. Toby, you're nodding. I think it is. It's that thing, isn't it? That you, it goes back to what I said at the beginning. Isn't it? It's believing in yourself on a 10K. You are really pushing yourself and you can push yourself for that distance. But mentally, you've got to believe that and know that and have that that training and, you know, and think back to, to those hard runs. Think back to everything you've put into it and then go, I've been here before and I did it. So you just push yourself through. I mean, that's the only sort of the way to go through it. Um, it is. It's belief, it is belief right? I, think, yeah. I, I totally agree with you there, Tobe. I think, Chris, we'll, we'd go back to the St. Albans one. I know we laugh about it, but then we did Essex with um, with young Theo. Um, and, you know, 
I think it's that element you start looking at your watch and then mentally you think, oh my God, I've done, I'm going faster than I've done before. And if you're struggling, that can take almost take over and start slowing you down. And I think you just remember the the finishing straight for ASICs and, and we were just, we just shouted at Theo to cowboy up politely um and he smashed and he absolutely smashed it and he and you know he, he did hit it out of the park there and i think it's just coming back to that belief element of you're going for it for a reason because you've mm. you've prepped you know you can do it and and you've just got to remind yourself of that and and keep that positive it's, it's harder that for me it was harder i know st albert you were like think about the marathon think about this think about that and all i was thinking was i'm in so much pain right now that's not helping um, but I think I'm having gone through that once and probably at ASICs, I was struggling a bit as well. I think mentally I'm a, a bit more resilient to that. So, you know, you can do it. I think, yeah, I've, I think, uh, and, and stuff like 10k, especially might be a bit controversial. I think the watch is one of the worst things. Oh, that's, uh, uh, so you just reminded me of something really, really important. Cause I told some of my runners this week who are going for a time at the 10k, uh, this week, London, and, and other places, right? So we're not London centric. Uh, GPS nine times out of ten is going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. Put on your right on your wrist or somewhere what you should be going through when. So you know you should be going through three k at I don't know fifteen minutes, and then what your half five k what you should be going through at five k. Actually, what the times you should be aiming to go through the map. Write them down on your hand because the GPS. I remember I went through Frogmorton Street once and according to my watch, I ran like a, a three-minute mile because I went like, the, just the satellite just went dead. I looked like a hero on Strava, which is really great for Tobe. Tobe, maybe you should do that now you're on the dating thing. People think, oh, he's, he's a bit of a runner. Anyway, um, but you should get your, put your times on your wrist or somewhere, right? So you know roughly where you should be on the course at what time. And then you can adjust, right? If you're really struggling because it's bloody hard, then you know, oh, actually, I can back off. It doesn't matter. But if you're on it, you know where, where you should be. And that's that's a good tip, right? Because I'm telling you now, especially if you're doing winter 10K, GPS at some point, you'll lose it. Because there's loads of people, satellites can't cope, and, and you can't rely on it. So make sure you're on that. Um, Jatilla, last thing for you about the mental aspect. Again, coming from your background, what tips have you got for the viewers? So everyone's different, of course. Everybody's going to have different ways of tackling the the mental battle and the mental aspect. Um, But for me, really, how I've kind of sort of developed through the distances and put my sort of self forefront is tackling those runs outside of the race and realising, remembering what you've done in that race and how you felt in that moment. Like when you've done an interval session, you were probably going to feel that feeling that you do when you feel like you want to crash. Remember that feeling, remember how it feels. And in the race, obviously you could be, that can easily go to the back of your head. You're in a race, you don't know how to react, you don't know how you're feeling. I tend to, what I've started to do is, keep people in focus like it could just be somebody that you don't have any clue about but what I've started what I did in my 10k race not too long ago was there was someone in front of me the whole way they they were sort of probably about way up the path and I would just try and keep them in my in my focus try and keep them in my focus the whole way round. and it was a lapped course and I hate lapped courses they're boring I just don't get on well with them but I kept that person in my view 
the whole way around. I had this geezer at the Wrexham half and I felt so sorry for him. And I actually apologised to him because I was on his shoulder. He was he was running about 7.30 per mile, which is where I was where I was sitting in. But I was at 7.45. Anyway, he was, he was a nice, comfortable pace, right? But it was within what I wanted to do. And I literally sat on his shoulder. It must have been for three or four miles. And all I'm thinking is I'm going to drop him at eight. Well, I'm just going to take him down, just speed off into the distance. But it's true. I had I had him there in front of me. He actually peeled off. I think I pissed him off so much. He actually peeled off and let me go because I think I was irritating him oh, so much. I love that. I but, the same thing. I was on him. I was. I, I, I loved his pace. I love. I was felt comfortable running running with that pace, and I was just sitting there and I was just waiting. All I kept thinking about, I'm going to take you down, <laughs> and it and it was that motivating factor. At what point, and I was just, that was what I was playing with just to keep myself motivated at what point I'm going to do this, geezer. And listen, he might have absolutely <laughs> laced me, right? But with a mile to go, he might have just gone, you know what, pal, I've had enough of you. But whatever, it was enough to keep me out of my own way because I, I was on him and I was I sitting bet, on his shoulder. I bet he was actually sitting there going, I like this guy here. He's actually pushing me on. Yeah, maybe. Because yeah. he could be sitting there going, you know, you get that, don't you? You get yeah. people behind you, like, he's not coming past me. I don't care. I'm just going to keep it going. I'm going to keep pushing. You end up pushing each other on. So I had the exact same thing. I did a speed session for the first time in a while the other day at the track. And I went on my own. I went after work. And I was tired. My legs were tired. And there was this lovely chap at the track who was also doing 400 meter reps. And I even said sorry to him at the end. I was like, I'm so sorry for jumping in behind you. But I had you in my sights. And he was like, you know what? Sometimes it's needed. He was like, it was great. It was a great session for me. We had about three reps where we're sort of like back to back tackling each other. And it, I come away thinking, you know what? At the beginning of the session, I felt deflated. I felt tired. I felt exhausted. At the end of it, I walked away and I was like, you know what? I kept on his shoulder and he was fine about it. Like, it's crazy what 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 a little bit of just motivation. No, it works. It does. I was, with this, I was with this lady uh, after that geese had peeled off. She was a strong runner. And then like literally eight or nine miles, she was chatting away and she just dropped me. Like, and just went, and I said to her after, I said, like, that was amazing. You you nailed that. And she was like, yeah, yeah, thanks a lot. You know what I mean? So she, I think she liked, like Toby was saying, the fact that we were like, one was in front, one was behind, one was in front, one was behind. And then she literally just cannibaled me. And I was like, see ya. She, but I said to her after, I said, like, cracking job on that. Do you know what I mean? Because that's, that really helps. Um, I've just seen the time. We've got to do a pre-record. So we've got to say goodbye to everyone. <laughs> Well, I, I'm just, I'm That's gonna, it, I'm, literally. I'm just literally just going to go <laughs> to you later. But I will gonna, we're going to end on this because it's very important. Apart from the fact of if you are doing the winner 10K, prepared to die first. But uh, I'm going to say this and then we're going to leave it. We have spoken tonight about a 10K, running a 10K PB. Okay, We have specifically honed in on talking about running a PB. I honestly tell you, sitting here thinking about it, it is honestly not all about times, okay? This is from me, okay? I will go and I will run and I will try and test myself. But it's not the be all and end all for everything, okay? The most important thing on Sunday, this Sunday or whatever Sunday you're listening to this in terms of 10K, is to go and have fun and enjoy it. You're doing something that people can't do. You're doing something that some people would love to do. Just remember why you're out there and what you're doing. And you're inspiring other people whether it's in your household or outside of that, to go and do the same thing. It's not all about the times. It's all about the adventure and the fun doing it. We're going to have a lot of fun on Sunday, and I want you to do the same. The times will take care of themselves. Yeah, you could do all the bits we've spoken about tonight, 
But ultimately, if you're enjoying yourself and you're having fun and you're in the right mindset, everything else will take care of itself, okay? So just go out, have fun, enjoy it. If you run a time, you run a time. If you don't, you don't. What's going to happen? Nothing. Although you may be thirsty if you're doing the winter tinker. Oh. Right. That's it. Thank you very much to Sketches for sponsoring us. Sketches.co.uk. Thank you very much for winter 10K. I'm sure I won't be invited back next year. Uh, we shall see you not live next week. We are doing a pre-record straight after this because we are going to Cyprus to celebrate somebody's birthday. Don't know who that is. Um, so, yes, we will not be live next week. We'll have a uh, email special where we promise to talk about emails that we've received. Last time we did it, we didn't. But we will talk about emails, and that will be coming out 7 o'clock on the YouTube like usual, and the podcast will come out as well. Okay, so thank you very much to the team. Thank you very much to you lot. Tobe, have you got everything to take us out? Oh, and if you see Hayden in Vegas, say hello to him. All right, (laughs) Tobe, take us out. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.